Hi, everybody. Mark Graben here. I'm following up on my recent webinar for Kinexus about learning from mistakes. And um, of course, as I blogged about mistakes, a series of mistakes, including my own, led to the Q&A uh, being cut off. And so I'm recording this as a, a way to address the questions that were submitted. I apologize for that. And I, I, I hope this Q&A is helpful for you. Um, so here's a question um, that was posed by Samuel. I've experienced creating psychological safety by asking questions in a certain way when doing root cause analysis and capturing lessons learned, keeping focus away from people and centering on processes, for example. Have you often, have you also seen this happen? My mistake. Um, and do you follow a certain way of asking questions? So yeah, I, I think that's well said, Samuel. I have seen uh, cultures where it really is lived every day, this idea of being um, hard on the process, not being hard on the people. Um, you know, I think your example is is a great one um, about the need to do that. I've, I've found it can be really helpful as much as we talk about the five whys or asking why, however many times it takes to get to uh, a root cause or causes, we do have to be careful with the question why. We might want to ask things like, well, why was that possible? Why did that happen? We, we could ask what allowed that to, to occur. It's not necessarily a why question. We want to make sure that we're not saying, you know, why did you do that? Because that will come across as being judgmental. It is judgmental language. People will uh, close off and not be open to us, um, not be open to real uh, problem solving. I think some other questions that are helpful in reflection of, of anything we've done, even if it went well, we could use um, you know, reflection when there's been a mistake or a problem or a bad outcome. I'll give credit to a model that I learned from my friends and colleagues at Value Capture. Their reflection model has five questions, and I found these to be really useful in different contexts. So first, we could ask, what was the plan? What actually happened? What can be learned from the gap? What actions will you take now? And what do you predict will happen when you take these actions? So you know these five questions have been pretty well ingrained in me. Uh, in, in the blog post that I wrote, about what happened with this webinar. I, I wasn't consciously following those five questions, but I'm really certain I touched on all five of those points um, in, in the blog post. The plan was to do a webinar uh, without interruption or without problems. What actually happened was some interruptions and you know ending early. There's a number of uh, things that I learned based on reflecting. I, I stated the actions that I can take now and, and going forward. And I think if I take those actions, I would predict um, better outcomes. So, you know, those are questions that are really helpful too. Um, why is a really helpful question. We have to be careful about it. And there are other questions that we can ask other than just why. So thank you for that question, Samuel. A question here from Arnold. Uh, in my experience as a Lean Six Sigma practitioner, he says in quotes, if, if all they needed was you to come along and tell them what their mistake was, they wouldn't need you. They would have seen it themselves. There are always barriers and obstacles that prevent people from seeing their mistakes, your comment. You know, I, there, there are times when people can be unaware of a mistake that was made, whether it was a, just a, a slip up that led to a bad outcome. If it's a mistake that was a decision that we thought was a good decision and turned out to be a bad decision. Um, sometimes people do have trouble seeing that. I, I think in general, 
People are quicker to identify their own mistakes and the role they played. They're quicker to recognize the mistake than they are to speak up about the mistake and to share what happened and to maybe go through reflection and improvement cycles. People have been trained not to speak up. They've been you know, uh, trained by their leaders or their organization that mistakes are always a person's fault, that mistakes are a sign of weakness or being a bad employee. So if that's the culture, of course, people aren't going to speak up. Now, I think when we do need to point out someone else's mistake that they're not seeing, there's another opportunity to show grace. Um, we, we can point to the bad outcome. If it seems like it was due to a mistake, um, again, maybe we should be asking inquisitive questions, questions of humble inquiry, not asking, why did you make that bad decision? Again, people are going to close off from that. Um, but but we, we, we need to make sure we're not assuming that a bad outcome was the result of somebody's mistake. Or if they seem to have made a mistake, a bad decision, we can try to probe about the thought process of, you know, why, why did they think that was a good decision? And, and, and trying to talk about that in a non-blaming, non-judgmental way. If the mistake was just a slip-up, we need to really focus uh, again, as um, you know, Samuel had talked about, on error-proofing the process so that simple human error, again, inevitable, it's going to happen. We need good systems and robust processes to prevent mistakes like that. Um, here's, uh, let's see, here's a question from, from Peter. Uh, many companies claim to have cultures of learning, not blame. When pursuing professional opportunities with new companies, are there ways to determine which truly have that type of culture, not just claiming it? So yeah, that, that can be tough. A lot of companies talk a good game. Uh, we want to make sure that we're not blindsided by coming in and finding once we've started work that um, the reality is different. Now, sometimes that becomes really clear right away. Um, it can be difficult to quit a job that we've just started. I mean, that that might be sometimes a necessary action. But I, I think one thing we can try to do proactively is to ask questions, not just people who are formally interviewing us, but try to talk to people um, you know, through networking or talk to people in a way that's not a formal interview. We can flip the script maybe on behavioral interviewing. Instead of just being interviewed, we can ask people things like, uh, well, tell me about a time when you made a mistake and spoke up about it. What happened? How did your leaders respond? How did the organization practice what it preaches? You might not want to ask it that way because that might put people on the defensive and they might just avoid the question or say good things uh, about the company, I guess, if they're recruiting you. But you know, I think uh, there, there's probably other questions. That's something good to think about. If you've got a question as you're watching this video that you think would be helpful in you know probing this within an organization, feel free to post it in the comments. I'd love to hear what you have to say there. Final question came in from uh, Stephane. Um, I, I hope I'm saying that correctly, or it might be, yeah, I think it's Stephane. Um, you know, first I'm gonna start by saying, uh, I don't do well with making mistakes, even the small ones. Um, so I'll, I'll interject and say, I, I hear you, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I get frustrated with myself um, when I make mistakes. Um, I, I try to show grace to myself. Um, but uh, Stephane continues, no one has to tell me I made a mistake because I will be the first one to say it. But even the smallest mistakes, I feel bad for a long time and sometimes even weeks. How do you just move on when you take pride in your work? And so 
there's a lot of a lot of insightful things said in that question. People do take pride in their work. People, I mean, the definition of the word mistake is that it's it's not intended. And so again, we need to remember that. I, I, I think there's it, you know, maybe easier said than done, but try to get we we can all try to practice and get better at reflecting without beating ourselves up. You know, how how do we take the right amount of time to think about what we've done, to think about what happened, to use those reflection questions, and then tell ourselves, okay, we, we're, we're going to move on. I'm reminding ourselves, like it says on my coffee mug, we're, we're all human. Um, we're all going to make mistakes. Um, we're better off when we honestly acknowledge those and learn from them and figure out to move on. So maybe there's an opportunity, even if we, we don't take pride in the mistake, we can take pride in the improvement work that follows a mistake. And again, if others have thoughts around that question, uh, post a comment on the video. Uh, it would be really good to hear your thoughts and perspectives too. So again, thank you. Um, if, if you attended or watched the live webinar, again, I apologize for the mistakes and interruptions. I'll, I'll put a link to the blog post that I wrote in uh, the show notes if you're listening to this in podcast format or in the YouTube comments if you're watching it as a video. Thanks a lot, and, uh, and everybody take care. Be well. Thanks.